Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast that starts things off with A Slice of Life, which covers unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. But it doesn't stop there. Following A Slice of Life, I take one story from my collection of many and share it with you. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, how y'all doing today? Good, I hope. The good news is that, once again, it's Friday. Friday to me isn't just another day of the week. It is actually the most looked forward day of them all, as it, is, as it marks the beginning of the weekend. Usually on Fridays, the work week is almost over, while two days of freedom from work, fun, and some relaxation over the weekend awaits most of us. I would think that just thinking about Fridays would make the whole week worthwhile. There are, there are those, though, that has to work weekends, and for those I sympathize with. The story today, which I will get to shortly, is one that I am sure a lot of older folks will identify with especially if you're country folks or have been raised on a farm. But in saying that, I suspect there are some city folks that will identify with what is being said too. And just because I'm country folk doesn't mean I don't appreciate the folks that live and work in the cities. They're all walks of life in this old world of ours and they all have a purpose. The thing is, I have found that some things that certain people does isn't always on the up and up which in turn might be beneficial to them, but could cause harm to others. I've also found, though, that usually those that cause harm and grief usually get what they deserve given time without doing anything. As my old dad used to say, give them enough rope and they'll eventually hang themselves. I have to say, I found that to be true in a lot of instances. So, what has all I said got to do with the story today? Not much, actually. I just like to talk about what comes to mind sometimes. Could be the writer in me wanting to be heard without a story for a change. <laughs> Anyways, back in the days when everyone was old, young, and maybe a bit foolish, one thing is for certain. It was a time for making memories. So, let's get on with the story I've lined up for you today. Actually, it's one of my memories. It's called... Normal Day Occurrences on the Farm I got to thinking the other day of all the different equipment my wife and I owned while we were in the farming business. Some items that wasn't being used I still kept around, if for nothing more than memories of, of what once was. One piece that did a lot of work around the farm was the manure spreader. <laughs> I know, it doesn't sound like the nicest thing to talk about. But without it, we farmers sure wouldn't have been able to produce the crops we did. The one I had was a great piece of equipment, supposedly needing two people to operate. How it worked was, one would drive the tractor and the other fellow would be in charge of putting the conveyor and the beaters in gear, which consisted of a seat that a fellow or gal would sit and work the levers while the other drove the tractor. I might mention that. That old seat wasn't the most comfortable. 
I, for most parts, did it on my own, with the only problem being, when spreading it in between the grape rows, I would have to stop at the beginning and end of each row to turn it on and off. Eventually, after getting it off, off and on so many times, I made up a long lever of sort that I could reach from the tractor. I have to tell you, it saved me a lot of time and energy. I often wonder what became of that old manure spreader. It was made by Ford, you know? Back then, Ford used to tell us that it stands behind all their equipment, except for their manure spreader. <laughs> you have to be a country boy to grasp the full meaning of that statement. It's like the city slicker that was driving through the country when he spotted a horse standing in a field. He was quite taken with the animal and pulled over to ask the farmer if it was for sale. Afraid not, said the farmer. I'll give you a thousand dollars, said the city fella. I can't sell that horse. He don't look too good, replied the farmer. I know horses, old timer, and he looks fine to me. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you $2,000. Well, all right, if you want him that bad. The next day, the man returned the horse, saying loudly that he had been conned. You sold me a blind horse. Well, said the farmer, not entirely. I told you he didn't look too good. So... Bottom line is, these days you have to look at the fine print more carefully. Take it for what it's worth. Another piece that we used a lot was a rodeo mower. When the grape trimming was done, folks then had a lot of hard work, dragging the old vine clippings out, piling and burning them. My old dad, after years of thought, came up with an idea of just running the rotary mower up and down each row. It chopped up the brush, saving a lot of work time and expense. The interesting part was that by chewing up the vines, they then acted as a mulch and a fertilizer, which went right back into the soil. His idea worked great, and not only did it save us money when it came to buying fertilizer, the grapes flourished upon it. The only thing with them mowers, a fella has to make real sure he has his, his chains hanging down on the back outlet and the front as they can sure throw things around. I remember one time it got hold of a rock, and even with the chains in place, it threw that rock so hard out the back, it cleaned off a great post, just as neat as you please. Kind of gets a fellow to thinking what it would do to him if he got hit. I have to say, it played, that played on my mind from time to time. One last piece of equipment I will mention is a slusher, or as some call it, a dirt scoop. It hooked up onto a three-point hitch on the tractor, which then allowed you to dig trenches or move dirt from place to place. Thinking about that, years ago I was riding on the back of one while my dad was driving the tractor. What happened was the tractor hit a bump, causing it to trip. When it tripped, my leg went down in between the scoop and the frame. They fixed me up, but it was a touch and go there for a while, whether I kept my leg or not. From then on, I didn't ride on the back anymore. It's amazing over the years, uh, even with taking precautions, how quickly things can happen. Another instance that comes to mind, I was riding along with my old dad sitting on the fender of the tractor. I know, it's not a great thing to do, I suppose, but it was done pretty well by everyone back then. One day, I had just climbed up on the fender as dad pulled away, heading into the orchard with a sprayer. What happened was my one leg got too close to the power takeoff and my pants got hooked up. 
If it wouldn't have been for my dad's quick thinking, there, there again, I am pretty sure I would have been short one leg. And you know, I think a farmer with only one leg would have a hard time of it. My dad had a bad accident when he was young, as kids back then used to play some very unusual games. What happened was a few of his friends were playing cowboys and Indians. To make a long story short, he got tied up to a post and they proceeded to shoot arrows at him with their homemade bows. Not meaning to hit him, of course, it was all in fun. But this time, fun wasn't to be and an arrow found his target hitting Dad in his right eye blinded him in that eye for life. You know, surprisingly, he said it didn't hurt all that bad until he got back from the doctor's office. There was no hospital in the area at that time, so he was treated at the doc's office in town and sent home to recuperate. I never ever heard him complain about having only one eye, not once. Well, on the topic of what young, young ones do for fun or shouldn't do, I can remember one other time of walking down to the pond to do some fishing with my brother. Dad had just bought my brother a BB gun, lever action. While walking along enjoying the day, my brother proceeded to load it and swung it around to shoot it at a post when I stepped in between him and the post. A painful mistake on my part as he shot and it hit me a half an inch above the right temple. I never seen so much blood in all my days, and I have to say it scared me half to death. Literally, as seeing all that blood, I thought I was a goner. When we arrived back at the barn, I was a sight to see. I looked as if half my head had been blown off with all the blood running down my face and neck. Luckily that day, a veterinarian friend of ours was treating our old cow for some problems. He spotted me right off and laid me down on the ground, holding me still with his knees while he had a look-see and then proceeded to stitch me up. I think that hurt more than being shot. It ended up that there was just no way that anyone would even think about taking that BB out of my head, being so close to my temple. Once he had me fixed up, I was watched for the next few weeks, and, well, that was that. Other than a bit of pain off and on, and occasionally into today, it never gave me any major problem. Today I would think that a feller would probably have had major surgery, been laid up for months on end, along with taking bottles of prescription drugs to fend off infections. Yes, in some cases, growing up was tough for us early days. in the early days. Would I change things? Well, of course, everyone would change a few things. But for most parts, I'd have to say that I am satisfied as how life so far has played out. In closing, let me say this. <laughs> Over the years, I have found listening to my elders' advice wasn't because they were always right, not by a long shot. I listened because I found they had more experiences of being wrong. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com. 
in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at storiesatkeepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time, storiesatkeepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcast, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters.